You're tuned in to the Dad Smoking Cigars podcast. This podcast may contain adult language as well as discussion about tobacco and alcohol. Listener discretion is advised. Find out what I do when I don't have that much to talk about while recording content and the fact that I'm also lamenting that this cigar is falling apart on this edition of the Dad Smoking Cigars podcast. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. You guys there? Can you hear me? Can you see me? Some of you can only hear me. Some of you can see me and hear me. Welcome to the Dad Smoking Cigars podcast, sponsored by StogieLives.com, cigars, social media, and of course, Casa Cueva Cigars, from our casa to yours. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And uh, you know what? I'm sad right now. I'm, 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 I'm sad because... I met these wonderful people at TPE that uh, own and represent the, uh, the brand Drunk Chicken Cigars. Now, these were some people I'd wanted to get connected with for the longest time, and I was very happy to get to hang out with them. Um, they gave me three of their cigars to try, and the first one I decided to try was called the, uh, the Fat Hen. And it's no joke, this little baby, I mean, very small. I don't think it was any bigger than like maybe two and a half, three inches at most. <clears throat> Not very big. Um, but this, those of you checking it out on YouTube, I'm trying to show you the band here. Focus, focus, Daniel son. <laughs> there she be, the fat hen. But, uh, uh, you know, it came in like a little teeny tiny torpedo, I guess you could say, you know, petite, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the Vitola is. It was short. It was fat. So it's not just a clever name for the fat hen. And uh, this beautiful little cigar, I don't know. I think it was how I cut it. Um, I might have cut it down a little too far. The wrapper came completely undone. And this is just all binder now. And it made me very sad because I was enjoying the cigar but the wrapper just couldn't couldn't hang and so I'm sadly gonna have to because I'm trying to puff on the cigar and I'm just sucking a lot of air from the sides that are open you know there's really uh, there's really no no saving this unfortunately I mean I'm trying so but I'm getting nothing and I'm really sad about that so because it's still it's still burning it's still burning I haven't had to relight this once still burning but I can't smoke it and I'm really sad but because you know because that's my first foray into that which is drunk chicken cigars so you know what I'm going to go to my humidor and I am going to pick another cigar because 
I can't not smoke something while I'm doing this because dad's smoking cigars. Dad, 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 dad needs to be smoking a cigar. I'm dad. I'm the dad. I'm going to get another cigar. Talk amongst yourselves. There is it. One, 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 one. <laughs> okay, get it out of the cello here. You can probably hear the crinkling. It's not a bag of chips. This is another cigar. I'm hoping I have better luck with this one. Those little cigars, they can be delicate, really delicate. If you cut it wrong, it just comes apart. But this one, this one here is called the Mother Clucker. Mother Clucker. Your hearing is working just fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a fun one. Definitely. Got to take a picture of it or it didn't happen. Got to take a picture of it or you didn't smoke it. It's going to get bright and then it's going to get okay. And oh man, I'm unwashed out. I might, my, my desk is so dirty. Like, it's just like, or it's not even a desk. It's like a bar table that I built out of uh, sanded uh, plywood. And I stained it. And I'm honestly thinking of getting rid of it because I feel trapped behind this thing. Get back to the better lighting. Those of you listening on Spotify and Apple and wherever, you're not seeing it. So you're just hearing me do a bunch of shit. And... <laughs> I, I hope it's I hope it's entertaining at the very least. Look at that. Perfect cut. Right there. <laughs> that filler. It, it always gets you sometimes when you well, always get you sometimes. Wow, Kyle, your grammar just it's terrible right now. That is a delicious first puff of the mother clucker. Anyway, you guys, you guys come for the hammy shit, okay? I, you come here to watch me act like a dork while I'm smoking a cigar. I mean, if you were 100% honest, that's why you're here. <laughs> I feel like I got to adjust my camera just a little bit because the shadow of the mic arm, again, those of you listening can't can't see this, is uh, blocking my face. And uh, you guys, I mean, you got those of you watching on YouTube. I mean, you want to see the face, the face. Anyways, moving on. So yeah, that was unfortunate to have the fat hand because I mean it was a it was just a cute little chunky cigar. And I really wanted to smoke it and get the full experience, but you know, it happens to the best of us. And even some of the most well crafted and uh, constructed cigars have fallen apart for me. And uh, you know what? It's unfortunate. It's a sad reality. It happens. And you know, we just have to move on to the next cigar and enjoy that one all that much more.
So we're here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you're here, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube. Hello. I am so glad you're here. And uh, you know what? Sometimes I will, and I've talked about this before in previous videos, I will come on here and I will have all the desire and ambition in, in the world to record an episode, to talk about various things, maybe give a, a little bit of a review of, this, of a cigar that I'm smoking, which so far the initial puffs of the Mother Clucker are quite tasty. Very bready, earthy, slight bit of sweetness on the back end. And uh, yeah, it's it's good so far. So I might give you my thoughts throughout, but you know, we're just here to talk and hang out and smoke some cigars. And that's really the feel I wanna make sure you guys have when you're watching this video. Now I had the pleasure of getting to be on the 505 Cigar Review show earlier today. Um, my buddy uh, Dan Ravinelli, he, uh, he invited me on his show and I got to hang out with him and talk for a while. And then we had this funny little weird thing that happened at the end where everyone could hear both of us, but I couldn't hear Danny. And that was frustrating as hell. <laughs> it was kind of hilarious, but still frustrating because, you know, I wanted to... He was about to tell me a story. He was about... To, and, and I'm, I'm going to have to find out what the story was if he even remembers later on. I'm going to have to give him a call and just find out, like, hey, what was that story you are about to tell me when... when when we went radio silence, okay? I want to know. I got to know. It, it was a live show with a cliffhanger. I mean, I don't really see many of those, but, you know, it happened nonetheless. Now, it being a live show, there was no script. I mean, I, I never have a script anyway when I'm doing these pre-recorded uh, episodes, but a live show on YouTube, and, you know, we were just talking. We were just shooting the shit, having a good time while we were smoking our cigars, and you know there was really no direction or rhyme or reason or method to the madness um we just decided to hang out like we're at a lounge or something except there's a little bit of an audience and you guys as my audience i want to make sure that whatever i am recording and putting out there for you to see or listen to is fun entertaining and really most importantly that i'm coming to you from a real place there's no pretense there's no um, me putting on a front or an act or some sort of gimmick being anything other than myself and uh, you know not everybody's gonna dig it but for those of you who do I appreciate it and I really hope that when you're watching you feel comfortable you feel relaxed and you can enjoy the monologue essentially um, engage me in conversation in the comments if, if you want but uh, you know it's it's really nice to be able to just come here hang out and enjoy and I hope that's what you're doing right now. Straight up, sometimes I got nothing. I don't know what I'm gonna talk about. I don't know what I'm gonna put in an episode. And sometimes I just wing it. And you know what? There's some fun shit that comes from me just winging it in an episode because you never know what topic I'm going to you know, roll out. Um, you never ha know how much of a dork I'm gonna act like because that happens that last episode. I definitely brought out my goofy side you know, doing my voice impressions and whatnot, talking about movies and entertainment, and it was a good time, and I hope you guys liked it. I liked it. I had a fun time recording it. This isn't the type of show that you write a script for, though. Um, there have been times when I've kind of written down some notes or some information and stuff like that when I would do the cigar news, which I'm actually going to share with you some cigar news on this episode, some of the latest things to develop in the cigar industry and community. I would have my phone, like, hanging underneath the camera, 
or just to the right of it and I would like glance at it try to make sure I was keeping my eyes on the camera as much as possible almost like I'm reading a teleprompter I actually very much considered buying a teleprompter off of Amazon they actually you know sell them for anywhere from 150 to 250 bucks um, for a decent one where you can have your like your tablet or something like that you know laid down in front and the the mirror or the two-way you know mirror you put the camera behind it can actually you know you can actually see the text and you can control it with the remote it actually has a little remote that comes with it and that would be handy um but i don't really have much of a script most of the time i'm not really doing that when i'm you know shooting a video because i'm very much a seat of my pants kind of guy i just roll with it the beauty is that editing editing makes it all flow nicely because you have no many you have no idea how many times i pause in between certain bits segments or conversational topics that i'm throwing out there like you honestly have no idea how many times i stop myself start over depending on whether or not i thought my sentence was absolute just garbage you know i kind of restructure the sentence and then i put it out there you guys are getting the raw like i'm telling you about the raw behind the scenes kind of stuff where i'm just like stuttering stammering and not really able to formulate what i'm trying to say it, it, it can be hilarious it could also be frustrating but you guys get to see and listen to the you know edited and polished final product because yeah if i if i posted this stuff raw and unedited oh my gosh you guys would just lose your minds because there will be so many moments of silence where you just hear the vent fan humming in the background and maybe I'm kind of fiddling with you know, something writing something down or I'm scrolling on my phone there have been times I actually forgot I was still recording and <laughs> I was doing whatever I was doing and it's usually just me scrolling through my phone or listening to something or just sitting here and staring off into space while smoking my cigar like that Ooh, I gotta say, right now, this mother clucker is clucking quite a bit, and I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's my way of saying that I am getting a delicious creaminess out of this stick, and it's a party on my palate, and it, it's lovely, I like it, it's good. So that's me bouncing back and forth, talking about how I don't always have stuff to talk about and yeah you just get to hear me yammer on and on and on and those of you who stuck around so far thank you i appreciate it but enough of that enough of that i'm gonna go ahead and read off some cigar news like i told you i would all right here we go so pca is moving to spring 2024 normally it is in the summertime every year usually around july i know it's usually around my oldest son's birthday his birthday is july 11th and it usually falls around there. I haven't been able to attend a PCA yet. It's one of those expos that uh, I know is very much oriented around uh, manufacturers and retailers and stuff like that as opposed to just the general you know, cigar community and those who are enthusiasts. TPE is kind of more geared towards that. But in any case, they announced that uh, PCA is going to be moving to spring 2024, specifically uh, March 22nd to the 25th previously called the IPCPR and the RTDA before that, didn't know that. The trade show has been held during the summer months for the, at least the last 20 years, much to the chagrin of many of the retailers and cigar companies who attend the annual convention. The PCA has finally heeded the industry-wide complaints and announced today that the 2024 show will be held on March 22nd 
to the 25th at the Las Vegas Convention Center. Apparently, according to PCA Executive Director Scott Pierce, said from pretty much his first day on the job, he had heard numerous members that moving the tr- uh, heard from numerous members that moving the trade show earlier in the year will be better for the annual business cycle. Honestly, I had no idea that this was something that a lot of industry people were struggling with or that this was an inconvenience to a lot of them. So this is definitely news to me. I'd never heard anything like this before. So apparently this is a good thing. President of the PCA board, Greg Zimmerman, said the new dates will give retailers the opportunity to have products before the busy summer season when the demand is the highest. So that makes sense. A lot of people are going to have some free time during the summer. They're going to smoke more. They're going to buy more least that's what I'm thinking. I probably have no idea what I'm talking about. However, this year in 2023, the PCA trade show is taking place from July 7th to the 11th like it normally has. Obviously, you know, pushing it back wouldn't be beneficial for uh, manufacturers and retailers uh, because they got some cigars they're going to be rolling out. (laughs) Rolling out cigars, rolling, hand rolled. Anyway, but it's gonna be at the Venetian Expo Convention Center in Las Vegas. So I know plenty of people who are gonna be attending PCA. So, you know, uh, hopefully next year um, it'll work out for you guys as well because I know plenty of uh, influencer types, you know, such kind of like myself who have YouTube channels and heavy presence on uh, social media, um, you know, promoting cigars and all the various aspects of the lifestyle. And uh, hopefully this works out for them because uh, the industry people apparently it was an inconvenience and I'm hoping it's not an inconvenience for my friends who will be attending, but you know, I guess we'll see next year. Moving on over to CigarPublic.com. This is a story I definitely wanted to kind of touch on and highlight because I recently interviewed Manolo Santiago of Casa 1910 Cigars and this article focuses exclusively on the Casa 1910, so let's have a look and have a read. The title of the article is Casa 1910 Cigars and Manolo Santiago have a revolutionary story to tell, and yes they do. I'm going to go ahead and leave a card in the corner of my interview with Manolo, and you can get to hear him talk about that himself, but right now you can just hear me read off bits of the article. One of the opening sentences of the article, one of the first sentences of the article says that when a new player in the cigar industry has something new to offer and also has an appealing story to go along with the new blends, well, that is a perfect trifecta of interest and I couldn't agree more. Talks about how Casa 1910 made their PCA debut in 2021, something that me and Manolo were able to talk about as well. Bring with them a pointed emphasis on Mexican grown tobaccos. And that is something that I got super excited about when I was talking with Manolo, um, just because it's not something you really see. Yes, there are Mexican tobaccos that are usually put into cigars, particularly the Mexican San Andres wrapper, which is grown in San Andres Veracruz, and it's all the San Andres Negro tobacco. This tobacco features prominently in a lot of my favorite cigars. Some of their first blends being Mexican Puros. The story they have to tell is the Mexican Revolution, which began in 1910, Casa 1910, the year of the Mexican Revolution. Their cigars all tell of significant places, events, and persons who played major roles in the often overlooked event in history. And I definitely got a history lesson when Manolo and I got to talk. I was pretty much hanging on every word Manolo had to say, because obviously being from Mexico, his native language is Spanish. And you know, as he as he put it, he had a chance to practice his English with me. And you know, I, I just love listening to him talk. And he has just such a passion, not only the cigars he makes, but the history 
history that inspired them. Casa 1910 began with just one blend of Cuchillo Parado, a 5x50 Mexican Puro, utilizing a Mexican-grown Sumatra wrapper with binder and fillers grown in San Andres. Commemorating the first battle of the revolution and the Chihuahua town of the same name, the Cuchillo Parado stands as Casa 1910's flagship cigar and is part of what Manolo labeled the Revolutionary Edition. Casa 1910 just had one cigar, one cigar that they rolled out at PCA 2021. As it says, the flagship cigar, and Manolo said this over and over again in our interview, and it was the one cigar that they had ready and perfect. The blend was exactly the way they wanted it, and it was ready to go for PCA, and it was a massive success and Manolo has just I'm so very happy and proud of the success he is continuing to have it's a very personal article that the people at Cigar Public wrote because it's very much an intimate article talking about their own particular views as well as the history and the story behind the brand um, it's less of a report and it's more of a blog entry so if you want to check out the the article itself I'm gonna leave links to the PCA article as well as this article in the description below so definitely check it out at your own leisure and one last uh, story just to kind of cap things off for this week in cigar news your week in cigar news wildfire cigar is shipping the intro and the wanderer the two new releases that they debuted at TPE this year the intro is a 6x46 Corona Gorda that uses an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Corojo binder and fillers from Pennsylvania and the Esteli and Jalapa regions of Nicaragua. It's made at Fabrica Centroamericana de Tobacco SA in Danley, Honduras, best known as Cavalier Genève's factory. And this is the first time that Wildfire is working with this factory. Both cigars have an MSRP of $12 and the intro is limited to 700 boxes of 10 cigars. And the intro is the first of three different releases that are modeled after the parts of a rock song, Intro, Hook, and Breakdown. Wow, that's, that's kind of cool. The intro had technically already gone on sale through Luxury Cigar Club, but as of the publication of this article, it says it marks the first time orders are shipping to stores nationwide. The Wanderer is also shipping, and it's also made at Fabrica Centroamericana de Tobacco SA. I just like saying that. Sorry. I'm showing off. I'm showboating. What can I say? Three size line that uses an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper over a Nicaraguan Habano binder and four fillers, Piloto from the Dominican Republic, Broadly from Pennsylvania, and Tobaccos from Jalapa and Paraguay. So that does it for your week in cigar news, and we're gonna keep moving on from here. Admittedly, that was not as polished as, you know, my segments that I did before of your week in cigar news that was all put together, edited nice and tidy, but this was more of just a casual walk through the park that is cigar news and things like that. So I hope you uh, found that interesting and uh, didn't mind me so casually inserting my uh, thoughts and opinions throughout. Moving on. Can't help but touch on entertainment just because I it's the industry that I very much want to get into and uh, have to talk about this movie, which I can't wait to see. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see it in theaters um, just because movies are fucking expensive. 
especially here in California. And yeah, I really don't feel like paying, you know, $15, $17 for a movie ticket when I can just wait for it to come out on a streaming service. Call me lazy, call me whatever you want. Most people do. Um, uh, it's just something that as much as I am excited to see it, I'm okay to wait for it uh, until it comes out on uh, HBO Max. And the movie I'm talking about is, of course, John Wick Chapter 4. Now, I love John Wick Chapters 1 through 3. It was a fantastic watch. Every movie had something different to offer. Every movie had a very interesting story. And of course, we get to watch Keanu Reeves and the unrelenting badassery that he trained like a madman for. I remember watching an interview with him uh, regarding the, I think it was chapter three that he was training for, because it was him and Holly Berry that were training for the just ridiculous amount of physicality that was required from them to be in this movie. And Keanu Reeves said that they would just work him to death and just just abuse him every which way because of all the different moves and fight choreography had to do but he loved it and it's like he, he said that even when like they they'd beaten you up pretty much for the millionth time he would say something along the lines like may I please have another sir and it's just like holy shit I, I'll be honest I get exhausted watching <laughs> Watching Keanu Reeves have to just continuously and continuously battle a just a myriad of assassins who are coming to kill him. I mean, he is a machine in this movie, but like you look at him and you're like, he looks tired. He looks really tired. And no doubt he is tired. I'm pretty sure he would rather not have to contend with the league of assassins which you know is a whole different franchise altogether but shit man there are all these guys and girls i mean geez some badass women in these movies who just want to kill him and he massacres them all of them doesn't matter if he gets shot doesn't matter if he gets stabbed doesn't matter if he falls off a fucking building spoiler alert that's what happens at the end of john wick chapter three He's knocked off the fucking building. The Continental Hotel, where all those assassins go to stay, relax, and, you know, occasionally get contracts to kill people. He got knocked off the building by Ian McShane, which really, I mean, was the only way he could save his life because the table was ready to just kill him. And so he knocked him off the fucking building. And he landed very hard it's just insane obviously the the movie is based in no reality whatsoever just because i i mean the punishment that just the character of john wick takes in these movies and it's just non-stop he never gets a moment to breathe or relax or rest he has to just continuously fuck up everyone that crosses his path and i just like <laughs> it would almost be a mercy if he just died but you can't kill John Wick I mean you shouldn't kill John Wick because it's John Wick and John Wick is awesome but apparently you also can't kill him because he he just they, he won't die 
um, no matter how much, no matter how much he is jacked up, he keeps going, and yeah, it's insane, but it's also awesome. So I'm looking forward to chapter four, obviously, um, and they have like so many other action stars, like legends in this movie, like Donnie Yen. Um, they have Hiroyuki Sanada, who, I mean, this that guy has been in movies for years, very talented martial artist, much like Donnie Yen. Um, I mean, the guy's in his 60s. I don't know how old Donnie Yen is, probably close to the same age. Um, but Hiroyuki Sanada, if you don't know who he is, you'd recognize him if you saw him. He's been in a crap ton of movies. He was actually in two Marvel movies playing two different characters. He played one of the villains in The Wolverine. Um, can't remember his character's name, but he was like one of, yeah, he, uh, he got he got jacked up by Wolverine um, towards the end of the movie. He's the one who stabbed Wolverine with a freaking katana, and Wolverine just walked away from that no problem, and uh, for his trouble, yes, Mr. Sonata got, yeah, he got wrecked. Mr. Sonata also popped up in Avengers Endgame as the Yakuza boss, who um, Hawkeye slash Ronin, played by Jeremy Renner, kills in the middle of Tokyo. And, most importantly in recent film history, Hiroyuki Sonata played Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. I mean, this guy, again, he's in his early 60s. The man is absolutely incredible at what he does he is a talented martial artist pretty good actor and and he's also a singer so he's a triple threat jesus i mean he can kick ass he can act well and he can sing i mean the guy would be perfect for broadway i will say though the bittersweet part about john wick chapter four being released is just before it had its hollywood premiere Mr. Lance Reddick, who played uh, Charon, or Charon, I can't remember how his name is pronounced, the concierge of the Continental, um, passed away. Um, they ha I haven't uh, heard or seen disclosed what was the cause of his death, but, you know, uh, from what they can tell, it was, it was from natural causes, but it's just incredibly sad, because the man was a very talented actor. He was not only an actor on camera, but he was also a voice actor. He was in, uh, he was in Vox Machina, which is uh, on Amazon Prime. He was in, I mean, a bunch of things. He was in a Batman animated movie. He was on video games. He, the guy had been in just, in, he was in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, the guy had been in, like, some really great productions, um, a very prolific actor, and it's just really unfortunate that he didn't get to see um, the finished product of John Wick 4, but from what I understand, he said he was very proud of the project, um, they worked very hard on it, and so, yes, it is uh, very unfortunate that he passed away before he could see the film. And, of course, you got returning Lawrence Fishburne. You got uh, Ian McShane, who plays Winston. Um, you know, he's the guy who runs the Continental. I mean, but they got all these other people coming in. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Hiroyuki Sonata and Donnie Yen. Uh, Clancy Brown is in the movie. I don't know if you know who he is, but you definitely recognize him, uh, recognize him by seeing him. But you'd also recognize his voice. Clancy Brown is a very prolific voice actor, probably one of my favorites. The first thing you might have seen him in, though, was in the movie Highlander back in the 80s, and he played the villain, the Kurgan. 
the psychotic leather-clad dude with a massive broadsword that's trying to kill Christopher Lambert's uh, Connor McLeod, cutting off heads and asking questions later. Um, but yeah, he was a just he played that role exceptionally well, and I've enjoyed his work ever since. But the crazy thing about Clancy Brown is if you, again, if you don't know him by seeing him, you'll definitely recognize his voice because Clancy Brown does the voice of Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob SquarePants. I shit you not. He's done a bunch of other voice uh, roles, like, you know, he's been in a bunch of Disney movies, cartoons, um, you know, all these uh, various other video games and animated movies. Um, I mean, gosh, man, the guy is just. He just he, he's a machine regard in regards to his voice but it's just funny because he can play these really complex dynamic roles but he's the voice of mr. Krabs SpongeBob me boy we need more Krabby Patties right now I had to you know do my mr. Krabs impression I mean we're talking about him so I mean money 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 mr. Krabs there's more to life than money what are you talking about SpongeBob life is all about money I'm not quoting lines from the show, but that's basically the dynamic of SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs' relationship. But suffice it to say, I'm I'm psyched. I'm I'm looking forward to the movie. Um, you know, again, I, I would love to see it in theaters. I'd love to see it on the big screen and IMAX and all that shit. But movies are expensive. I mean, it just going to see a movie in the theater. As much as I miss sitting in a movie theater and watching movies, I I mean, when I was when I was in like when I just. I was in high school and after graduating, I mean, for the longest time, I would be seeing movies constantly, just like several a month, some of them multiple times. I mean, I remember when Lord of the Rings came out, and yes, you're going to find out how much more of a nerd than I am. Uh, I saw all the Lord of the Rings movies, gosh, multiple times. I think the most I saw any one of them was about, I think, six or seven times. Yeah, I spent my money... <laughs> six or seven times to go see those movies i just i just loved them i enjoyed them i had a blast but i also did the same thing with uh the first parts of the caribbean movie because that movie was awesome but years pass and the movies just become more and more expensive and i think especially after the pandemic like the worst of it ended and you were able to go back to the movie theater and see movies like god intended or the universe or whoever and uh you know, the, the prices went up astronomically because, you know, the demand went up, skyrocketed. People wanted to go back to the theaters to see movies because we missed it. It was fun. We liked sitting in the dark theater watching a movie on a big-ass screen, eating popcorn and drinking soda and having nachos and stuff like that. The kind of, the kind of shit that I used to do all the time that I really miss. And uh, the, the snacks, the snacks are even worse because they're so expensive. You get all friggin'... You get a small soda at the theater, and it's like, what, five, six bucks? Eh, no. I could buy three 16-ounce sodas for that much, or maybe just slightly more. But, you know, this is why I, I try to sneak shit into the movie theater. <laughs> Me and my wife, when we go see movies, we try as hard as we can. And my wife has a purse, so naturally that's, you know, how you do it. But I think they're actually starting to search purses and bags you bring into the theaters for, you know, safety concerns. And also, they want to make sure you don't bring in outside shit because they want you to buy their shit. Their overpriced shit. 
And even though there's some good shit at the movie theater to eat and snack on, it's too friggin' expensive. And so, yeah, those are all the reasons why I don't frequent the movie theaters as much as I used to. I honestly can't remember the last time in the last movie that I saw in the theater. It's been that long. I honestly can't remember. I just, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dig in my brain or just ask my wife what the last movie was that we saw or that I saw, if she even knows. I don't know, I don't know. But for those of you who have seen it, please don't post any spoilers. I mean, I'm sure it's pretty straightforward. It's a John Wick movie. John Wick's gonna kill a whole bunch of people and, you know, hopefully he doesn't die at the end. But they're talking about there's they're talking about potentially having a John Wick five, chapter five, already. And, you know, I think I thought saw some posts joking about how it's gonna be old man wick. And, and you know <clears throat> if it worked for Wolverine, I think it can work for John Wick. But I guess time will tell. We'll see. But seriously, the mother clucker back to this cigar. It is delicious. I'm really enjoying it. And um, nice and bready with a creaminess and sweetness to it. A little bit of kind of like grassy hay notes. Really tasty. Just, yeah, it's good. Uh, I would definitely, if you're watching or listening, go check out Drunk Chicken Cigars. I'm gonna leave it, I'm also gonna leave a link for them in the description below. But yeah, they, they make a damn good cigar. In regards to the podcast, guys, I just want you to know that I got some pretty big plans for things that I wanna do, guests I wanna have couple of you have or I mean a number of you have asked like when's my dad coming back and for those of you who are just joining the podcast who are just getting into the episodes of the podcast the most recent one the recent ones that I put out rather I will occasionally have my dad on the show um, I refer to him as the original dad smoking cigars because that and that's the reason why I call this podcast this brand dad smoking cigars he got me into cigars my dad I'm a dad dad smoking cigars it just works and it's relatable and a lot of people have um told me how much they enjoy and appreciate the uh the naming of this brand so uh very soon i'm gonna have my dad on the show and we're gonna talk about i mean who knows what i'm sure he's gonna try and maybe tell some embarrassing stories about me and i'm gonna clap back and i'm gonna you know it's gonna be an interesting conversation we have a great dynamic him and i it's always fun it's always hilarious and we have a good time and i think you guys will too as i have him back on the show but i also have some special guests lined up um you know i've been in t i was talking a while ago with mark from select draw cigar cutters um really great guy and uh hope to have him on the show soon uh dan ravinelli who was just on his show i'm probably sometime next month i'm gonna have him on the podcast um, and there's some other people that I've been getting in touch with and will hopefully have on the show soon. So expect some really fun and good conversations, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it, and I hope you are too, and I hope you've been enjoying what I've been putting out so far. But I believe that does it for this episode of the Dad Smoking Cigars podcast. Um, I appreciate all of you who have tuned in, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, Apple, or wherever podcasts are available. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate every single one of you. Please take care of yourselves. Keep it smoky. And as always, I will catch you in the next one.
is Kyle D. Garrett, host of the Dad's Book of Cigars podcast. Got a question for you. You got something on your mind? A lot of somethings? Some things you'd actually like to share with people? Things you're passionate about? Well, why not start a podcast? It's honestly never been easier. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the Spotify for Podcasters app. It's very, very simple, and all the tools you need to make a great podcast are available for you there. So either go to anchor.fm or download the app today.